It's time for the movie Ray, and tonight's victim is actor and stuntman Kane Hodder. I know as Jason Voorhees and numerous of the Friday 13 films, such as Friday 13th, New Blood, Jason Goes to Hell, and other films such as Death House. Hello. Hey. How you been doing, man? You've been doing lots of cons recently all year, I bet. I bet you, you probably got like 20 more going, aren't you? <laughs> well, it has been very busy. I had an 11-week stretch where I did 10 cons and a film. Yes, it's been crazy. This year, I will do the most cons for the year that I've ever done. So, What is our new projects going on this year? Are you focusing just on that right now? Um, no, I mean, I've done four films this year also. One being a film called Knife Corp. It's a scary film, but not necessarily horror. I play a guy that's not real nice, but you find out there's kind of a reason behind it. So you almost hopefully sympathize with my character somewhat because of what's happened to him in the past. So that's interesting. I did one called Murder All where I play myself and I am uh, promoting a drug that helps keep my murderous impulses only on the set. So it's kind of a funny, scary, funny film. And I did one called Fanboy 13, which is uh, I'm also playing myself in a kind of a different way. And I, it's interesting because all my scenes are with an actress named Jennifer Banco, who played young Tina in Friday the 13th Part 7 as a, she was a little kid. So this time she's no longer a little kid and all my scenes are with her. It was kind of cool to see her again. I haven't seen her since. Are we going to see any more Death Houses sequels anytime soon as well? Not that I know of yet. I'm, I know that they have ideas and maybe plans, but nothing concrete yet. A couple of messages to relay to you. And one of them is CJ Graham says hi. CJ, he did no. He has he said something else too, didn't he? <laughs> no, believe it or not, he just says, "Tell him I say hi," and <laughs> that's it, literally. <laughs> uh, I find that hard to believe. CJ and I fuck with each other all the time, so I'm surprised he didn't uh, jokingly say something else to, to say. But yeah, he's he's a good buddy of mine. I think he did a very good job as Jason. Probably my favorite Jason performer, other than myself. He he's a, he's a good friend. Man, and uh, another message. Speaking of Jason Voorhees, I did get a uh, message from uh, Jason Brooks from Friday Thirteenth Vengeance, who also plays Jason Voorhees as well. And he says, "I admire him for his work and respect him for being a real Jason." Oh wow! And what what's his name again? Jason Brooks from Friday Thirteenth Vengeance. He plays as Jason Voorhees in this film. He's friends with uh, Petey, I guess. <laughs> That's right, sir. <laughs> oh yeah. I call I call him Petey. He doesn't like being called that. <laughs> well, speaking of which, he actually has a question for you, sir. <laughs> he says, uh, since the studios have not put out a Friday 13th film in uh, a decade, we are seeing the first of fan film. You yourself have been in one called Fanboy 13. What is your take on these? And are you excited to see your friend Petey in the upcoming Vengeance movie? Uh, I wanted to be in his movie, but I just couldn't because it wasn't. And that, by the way, Fanboy 13, even though it sounds like it, it's not really a fan film. It's more than that. PD, I would, I would have loved to punch him in the face or something in the movie. That would have been fun. Oh man, I'd like to see some kind yeah, of. Wish him well with this film. <laughs> oh yeah, man, it's skyrocketing. It's already hitting the premiere right now, and as well as some sneak peeks and so forth on the certain release dates so far. And uh, yeah, and hopefully uh, he can, like you said, stop being such a baby with that little wimp arm of his, so to speak, and uh, get up there and start 
getting into it. Yeah, really. I mean, he tore up his arm, didn't he? <laughs> I know, man. That's, that's crazy. But, yeah, he's doing pretty well so far. So, I uh, hope he can recuperate and start killing again on screen. Yeah, yeah. Good. When it comes to uh, mending a past and future in a horror character, do you think it's more like alternating than actually create a process of that character itself? Hey, boy, that is a convoluted fucking question. Uh- <laughs> I, I'm not sure I understand what you're asking. Yeah, you know? Dude, you need to go make a shirt of that. Yeah. <laughs> make a shirt of that quote right now. <laughs> yeah, you should. That's a convoluted fucking question. <laughs> I want you to go wear it at the Vengeance premiere when you do it. And go see CJ and, and Petey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that would be pretty funny, yes. Oh, yeah, dude. And then you, you need to wear a pink hockey mask while you're at it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but what i mean like with this like uh, like certain horror characters especially now when it comes to these types of characters they uh they men from what they learned in the past like combining from the old elements of the character what was really famous for and incorporating the new elements in the character now which does sell at times and has thrills and some scares you know look at uh, Pennywise like it the new it and uh, does get a lot of feedback but do you think it's more like just alternating rather than actually moving forward and actually progressing into something new and something more that we haven't seen well I mean I think if a a character like Jason has been around for 12 films I think you need to respect the previous performances before you ever came in wherever you came in and you know respect and kind of do homage to maybe a little trademark move they did or something. I think it's kind of uh, interesting to play it that way. I watched all the movies again, the previous six, before I started in part seven, see what I liked and what I didn't like that other actors did, and then kind of incorporate that. And and a, a good example of that is, or, or lack thereof, is when I did Jason Goes to Hell, the evil or essence of Jason takes on other forms, goes into other bodies, other characters, and my idea was for them, even though they are Jason technically at the time, and it looks like them, I thought it would be very interesting other actors to incorporate something that I do as Jason in their performance. I thought it would be kind of interesting to see, oh yeah, that's still Jason because still does that certain thing or whatever. And none of the actors that I approached with that in Jason Goes to Hell wanted to do that. They were like, nah, and my Jason wouldn't do that. And I was like, oh, you're Jason, huh? It didn't really go over too well. Kind of pissed me off, really, that nobody had any interest in that. I just thought it, it, it wasn't an ego thing for me. It was keep the character a little consistent, even though it looked different, you know? So, man, that's how that went. What would you be th- your thoughts on having others perform this character? Do you think it's best for others to do it too, or do you think there's a certain more esque to it, like like all the other Jasons from the actual saga? First of all, every big guy in the world thinks he can play Jason. Everybody thinks easy because it's no speaking and no facial expression, so it's easy. And ninety nine percent of the time, they're wrong because it's much harder to be scary without those two tools as an actor. You can't use your face or your voice and now you have to look scary still and almost every time I ever watch another performance it strikes me as they're trying too hard they're acting and it doesn't look convincing or natural my biggest focus when I was playing the character to make it look natural scary as hell but not like I was trying to be scary just like it was naturally scary 
kind of funny that at conventions, a lot of times people that meet me for the first time will say, hey, uh, do the Jason walk. And I'll say, well, that's kind of just how I walk. So <laughs> that's why it doesn't look like I'm acting because that's kind of how I walk. I exaggerate it a little bit, but not so that you'd notice. Like, I don't want to take the viewer out of film by saying, ah, that guy is trying to be scary and it's not working. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I think, to me, in my opinion, is when when someone's playing a character like Jason or or even Michael Myers and so forth, especially like Freddy, it's got to have some personality to it. It's got to have something with that in order to sell that character, in order to not just be scary and intimidating. But with Jason's case, I've always been fascinated with like with his story because his story is tragic. His story can be played with like like what what actually happened when he was a kid or how does he react when he's you know an actual adult? Because as he grows, he's sort of human but inhuman at the same time he can die but then when his powers really kick in in terms of being supernatural like super strength and all this stuff he becomes even more of a efficient killer and he, and he actually learns he actually learns how to be better killer and so forth right right learn from your mistakes just like any good worker Oh yeah, it's like look at the character Jason Voorhees in part two. That the scene where he hops on that stool or whatever and uh, tries to impale the girl, you know, when she's under the bed, and he he breaks, falls on his butt because it, he, the weight was too great for him. Remember that scene? Right, right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, that that's a good point. Some of those things you don't even know if they were scripted or not. Or if it just happened. Definitely, man. Uh, what are your thoughts the fact that if you were to be in a future a licensed film, studio film, right? let's say, for, hypothetically, you are in one right now, okay? Would you actually change up the behavior of Jason or would you still stick with that momentum mentality as you did in the last previous film? It would have to depend on the story itself, you know? If the story dictated more staying like the old character that I used to play, then that's what I would do. But if it seemed like I should incorporate some new stuff, then that's what I would do. It, it would certainly depend on the, the storyline. You already know that I wasn't ready to quit playing Jason when I was replaced. I'd still welcome it one last time. 13th movie? Come on. Bring him back for the 13th. I can still kill motherfuckers. Yeah, dude. It's like, don't stop at 12. Why stop at 12? That's that's torture right there. You're torturing Jason right there off the bat. But, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out and say this right here, right now. Uh, honestly, I think you should have been Jason Voorhees in Freddy vs. Jason. That's, I'm going to say right there. Well, I appreciate that. And what was so frustrating about it, you probably heard me talk about this before, is that I was told I was doing the movie before they hired the director. The producers had a lunch meeting with me, gave me the script, and said, we're finally doing this movie. And I was excited. So that is why I was more upset that I was replaced, because I was told I was doing it. Now, if I had never been told that, it wouldn't have been, it'll be disappointing, of course, but it wouldn't have been as frustrating and, and wouldn't have pissed me off so much. Because that's the way Hollywood is. Whenever you think you're set, you're not. You can be replaced at any moment. So that wouldn't have really shocked me. It would have disappointed me, but wouldn't have shocked me the way it did, considering I was told I was doing it. Then the director was hired, and he wanted to do something. They, they let him dictate that. So that's why I was more upset than anything. People just think, I pissed off because he got replaced. Well, yes, but not just that. Every Everybody that has played the character has been replaced, except for Derek, and he just seems, you know, he was the most recent one, so... Oh, I, I definitely agree because the fact is I, I had some issues with that when I'm watching this movie because first of all, one, you know Jason Voorhees the character. You've played him more than one time and you know the movements 
how he kills, the mentality, and you know how to show it, and without making it over, without making it forced, so to speak. Even though he's he's a brute force on alone, but without making it look like you're trying hard, but you know how to do it. And when when there's someone in this particular film that really has not have any real experience being this character, actually being fitted into this character, you know, I gave it a chance. And I was open to it, and I just, I just couldn't like accept it because it wasn't Jason Voorhees. It, to me, it looked like a, a dressed-up Herman Monster wearing a hockey mask. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, l- let's face it. Any of this of, of us that has played the character in one of the films didn't have any experience, you know, in that type of thing. I mean, I had done a lot of makeup and a lot of crazy characters before that. So, as far as the makeup goes, I was used to that. But you know, nobody can they were experienced playing Jason before they actually did it. So, you know, you, you just have to accept the fact that you're new at this and do whatever you can to do the, the character justice. And a lot of guys in the past have done that and other guys have not. Yeah, I, I could see that because uh, in terms of the names, to me, other every Jason of of all the Friday Thirteen films have actually given something to Jason as a character. Yourself, C.J. Graham, uh, Steve Dash, you know, every everybody that has ever played as him have actually given something to the character that we see on screen to you know make it more uh, evolutionalized in its, in its own way. Freddy versus Jason, I don't hate the movie. I love the movie. I really, I truly do. I just, it's just my little nitpicky. I mean, it's just the fact that I, I would love to see you in there. I would love to see how you would have uh, made this a little bit more uh, interesting because here you are facing an icon versus an icon. That's what every fan... Even Robert says he was a little disappointed because in his words, he told this on an interview once that he always saw it not necessarily so much as Freddy versus Jason, but more as England versus Hodder. You know, and and that was kind of cool to hear. You know, by that point, played Freddy, all those films I had done four in a row, so it was time for us to meet, but it didn't go that way, so. I I do enjoy this movie. I like the storyline of it, and good battle scenes, in my opinion, but aside from the fact that I would love to have seen you perform in this film, it's it's a really good film either way, because it is for the the fans. It is. I went and saw it. Even though I was disappointed, I still went to the theaters and saw it, because I'm a fan of both characters. Oh yeah, me, me, me too. I, I love Freddy. People like in the movie. It doesn't bother me that people like the movie. I mean, because it, it was entertaining. Do you think certain studios or other companies are actually making some of these horror characters a little bit weaker just because they want a, you know, a good thrill? They want to package it, market it, so to sell the audience. But do you think, in a way, they're kind of making them a little bit weak and not actually putting their full effort to it? I don't think that ever occurred to me that they would purposely do that or anything, but you never know, really. You never know the motivation with some of the behind-the-scenes people marketing people. I, I guess maybe that could have been the case, but it never really popped into my mind as a possibility. Yeah, because have you noticed, like, Freddy Krueger, Leatherface, and uh, Ghostface from Scream, and Jason Voorhees, and Michael Myers, and, uh, you know, of course, Pin- Pinhead, and Candyman, all these guys, uh, and, of course, Chucky, all these guys have been, to this date, the most top icons, and no one has even came close to reach the status of it, but have been popular, though. Yeah, that's true. It is pretty amazing that so often I'll, I'll talk to writers, producers, directors that think they have the next horror icon, and, and it's hard to figure out why not. Sometimes the characters are pretty interesting, but it just doesn't take off like some of the other iconic ones, and you just can't really figure out why, but I don't mind the fact that people keep trying. I mean, it makes it fun for us fans. 
Yeah, it's it's a little bit of the marketing thing, but when I see horror characters in, in an actual horror film, and so a lot of times they'll have like a solid character, but very flimsy background or story background, or maybe you know vice versa, or maybe it all together. But honestly, like marketing wise, it's these characters have never really been a household name like Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, and everything else. When you say that, you instantly know what it is because these characters have something unique, something on on their own terms. And and the thing is with today's horror, now some of these are getting big names like I said Pennywise the new Pennywise a lot of people love this character Art the Clown a lot of people love this character as well from Terrifier and having to reach status of a household name it's like do you think this is going to take even much longer to even reach to that point yeah you know it's very hard to say you mentioned Art that's funny because I'm with him uh, this weekend Airfest. oh very cool yeah he's been he was on the show he's really really uh, chill back guy really cool guy David right you're talking about David Howard Thornton yes yeah yeah, yeah, he's a good guy, and we're gonna have some fun this weekend. I and I, I'd like to work in one of his films with him. That'd be it. Oh, certainly, de- definitely would like to see something, especially like uh, out of uh, like when everyone sees you as Jason Voorhees, but being out of the Jason Voorhees esque, so to speak, seeing you as uh, like I say, human or, or a brute or something with intimidating look, and you know, just have having a good old fun killing people. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe battling with him. That would be. That uh, would be interesting. Uh, why not? Let's, let's just send all letters to him, and then we'll, we'll get this out. We'll just have another versus film. You know, it's uh, come on. It's been twenty years, right? Teen versus uh, art. Why not? Why not? Come on, guys, send messages right now. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, man, so we got a couple of fan questions that we got here, if you have some time. Okay, because I only have a few more minutes, so let's go ahead and do that. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, okay, this one is from David Fowler. He says, what was his favorite experiences on set of Friday the 13th Part 7? Well, let's see, favorite, I mean, I loved doing the whole movie. I mean, let's just say that from the beginning, because John Beekler was an amazing director and writer and created the makeup and the, the whole look of Jason was amazing I thought it's the only time I've ever done a film where and hopefully this will make sense to you but where the first four weeks of shooting was in LA and we shot all interiors of the movie and then we went to Alabama and shot all the exteriors of the movie that is such a rare way of shooting a film that I've never done it since so it made it a little bit tricky to remember you know for instance, if I'm walking into a building and you see me outside, then you see me walk into the building. You know, those could have been, those two shots, even though it looks seamless, could have been done four weeks apart. So you have to kind of remember your mindset when you do the interior part of a scene that you now have to do the exterior part. And I'm not even sure I explained that clearly, but so it made a little tricky for the performance is the whole point. did have, I think, my favorite scene shooting, because I knew it was going to be something that people would talk about, was the sleeping bag scene in Part 7, because it's such a creative way of killing someone. I always say it's my favorite Jason kill, because I'm killing someone with something that's not a weapon. You know, anybody can kill with a weapon, but try and kill somebody with something that's not a weapon makes it a little more interesting. I'd say that was my favorite moment of shooting. And this next question is from James Mastin from the fan film Voorhees. And he says, I'm a huge fan and Jason X is my favorite film. What were your initial thoughts on first reading the script? Well, I, I thought, wow, this is quite different when I first read the script. And I said, it seems a little bit 
crazy to have Jason in space and, and all that stuff. And I was a little apprehensive when I first read it. And then I started thinking, well, Jason has been in a lot of different settings before, New York and, you know, the camp and all different places. So as long as I make the performance consistent, then it really doesn't matter where Jason is. And that's how I approached it. And my apprehensive thoughts went away quickly because Jim Isaac was a very good director and we decided, hey, it doesn't matter where he is, let's just make him the same old Jason and doing the same old things and in fact, doing the sleeping bag kill again. That was an idea that Jim and I had come up with together and, you know, people still like to watch that scene because it reminds them of the old days. Oh yeah, that dude. It's it's like totally brutal, especially uh, the the one scene when uh, C.J. Graham as well when he and Jason lives when he threw one of the paintballers into a freaking tree. Oh my god, that was that brutal. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite scenes that C.J. did. <laughs> oh man, it's just totally brutal. Also, in the one that you did uh, from uh, Jason Tanks Manhattan, the most brutal in that movie to me is when you just crammed the freaking sauna rocks into this guy's chest and stomach. Oh my god! And uh, an interesting behind the scenes tidbit about that scene was that I had killed the actor in a different way in that scene, and they started editing. They didn't. They didn't think the the scene worked for. For whatever reason so they said we got to go back and reshoot his kill and make it more brutal and that is the reason that he conveniently has a towel on his face because it's a different actor uh it's really hard to pinpoint an actual favorite kill but if i were to say that you know those two kills i just mentioned plus of course another from jason lives you know getting your face slammed into an rv through the bathroom wall and still going through the wall oh <laughs> And then punching the guy's head off on a rooftop and uh, freezing, freezing a girl's face and smashing it on the counter. Yeah, yeah, that's not like a you know an ex's ex's dream to do that to their to their girlfriend or any, anything in that matter at all. <laughs> all right, go and plug in any websites or any dates that you are going to be appearing on these cons and so forth. Anything that you'd like to share for us to check out right now? Gee, I'm at Scarefest in Lexington this weekend, uh, which is cool since it's Friday the 13th. Coming ones, I have Days of the Dead, uh, Charlotte. I have Monster Mania in Hunt Valley, Rock and Shock in Worcester, Mass. Doing one in Manchester, England, and then Frightmare in the Falls in Niagara Falls. Busy next few weeks, so it should, should be fun. Oh, definitely, man. Well, you stay safe out there and just keep on killing like you usually do, buddy. Thank you very much. Appreciate the time, and hopefully I'll talk to you at some point soon. Always, man. Always be safe out there. Okay.